Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Stephen King, president and CEO of GrowthForce, one of the country's largest cloud-based accounting services, shares strategies construction business owners can use to improve cash flow in the current challenging economic climate and long term. He also discusses the opportunities data-driven decision-making can provide in more effectively managing operating costs and ensuring profitability on all your projects. Let's dig in with Stephen now. So Stephen, to start off with, I'd love to hear more about your background and how you came to your role at GrowthForce. Well, I've been a CPA now for 36 years, and my parents are off the boat from Ireland, and my, you know, my mother was a farmer, so the, the oldest son has to work the farm, and my dad was an accountant, so our farm was bookkeeping. So I grew up down in the basement, you know, adding up outstanding checks so he could do a tax return, and uh, I just loved helping small businesses. What's interesting, I think, is that my family, as Irish tradesmen are, we're all in the construction industry. And so I got, you know, I went to Ernst & Young and spent seven years there and I, but I loved serving small businesses. So I started just helping the family do the books. And uh, ever since then, I've been spent the last 30 years on how do you use technology and now the cloud to build a financial management system that can help businesses live that American dream. And that's what okay. Force is all about. That's great. Um, so tell us about Growth Force. Can you kind of uh, talk us through some of the services that the company offers? Yeah, sure. It's cloud-based bookkeeping, accounting, and controller services. And what's nice is it's completely a la carte. So you don't have to fire anybody if you've got someone that you love and is trusted, but they're just not a degreed accountant. They don't really understand financial intelligence and how to make data-driven decisions. So we complement your existing people and, and deliver you um, everything from design and build of a QuickBase or Xero or NetSuite are our three systems, but mostly QuickBooks because that's so powerful. We help unleash that by working backwards from the decisions you're trying to make. And having done this for thousands of small businesses, we know exactly what the decisions are. And pricing is number one. So what reports do you need to make sure that you're pricing your jobs right? And how do you read and interpret those reports and understand them? Not just like, you know, most CPAs just send you an email saying, here's your P&L and your balance sheet for last month. It's a rear view mirror. We also deliver you a dashboard to say, okay, here's where you're going and then hold your hand because people who start businesses don't have an MBA in finance. So we're there as your partner to give you the advice and counsel to make those data-driven decisions to increase the profitability. Well, in looking at profitability, um, obviously 2020 has been a very interesting and challenging year for a lot of people. What do you feel are the biggest challenges to financial stability for small businesses in the current market environment? It's, it's you know, the same even in a good market environment, it's cash flow. And it's particularly harder in recessions and, and, and high stress times because people tend to make emotionally based decisions, which 
the biggest emotion is right now is fear. And that's the single biggest mistake I see is that people are afraid and they start to discount their services. They start to say, okay, I'll give 10% discount to get this job closed because I got people on the bench. I need to keep them busy. I don't know if the next, if the whole economy is going to shut down. And that's the start of cash flow problems. And that's the reason why businesses go out of business and definitely why they don't live that American dream. And in construction right now, it, it, the, the outlook is very good. I mean, you know, either way, it looks like the government is going to invest in infrastructure next year. And um, everybody's at home trying to, you know, improve their life. Uh, commercial's a little bit more difficult, but that's, you know, vaccines just around the corner. So cash flow is, is when people come to us because they, they have cash flow problems, they typically are looking for billing and collections help, right? They want to help with our bookkeepers to improve their cash flow by just automating the billing process and streamlining it and getting it out and making sure that the collections are all automated and, you know, they get paid as fast as they can. And that's really important. You know, we can automate to reduce the day sales outstanding, the DSO, which is the number of days it takes for you to get collect on a dollar of cash, typically from 30s to 14 or 15 by just automating reminders. Because once you make it easy for somebody to pay, they'll pay your bill. If, if you, if you uh, show them that you're serious about it and you're not going away. But the biggest way to improve cash flow is in pricing. Pricing causes cash flow. Because the single most important number on any financial statement, to my mind, is gross profit percentage. Gross profit is the amount of profit you make on the work that you do. So the, the math is your income minus your cost of goods sold, right? Your COGS. Right. And there's only, two, there's only two parts to COGS. You can keep it really simple. It's direct labor, the, the labor that the customer directly paid for, and it's direct materials, all the stuff you had to buy for the job. And what most everybody does, every good bookkeeper does, is they do a good job of recording the direct materials in cost of goods sold above the line. What is the line? When they say above the line, below the line, what is the line? The line is gross profit. And, and that's the most important number because that gross profit creates net profit. Right. Okay. So and, yeah. looking at the net profit, I mean, how do you get there? What are some of the, the strategies yeah. that help there's you only get there? Three, there's only three. So let me just first go back to above the line versus below line because that concept is important. Every business owner needs to understand you have to separate your cost, especially your labor cost, above the line versus below the line. So above the line means it's included in cost of goods sold. So when you, your revenue minus your direct labor and your direct materials, it shows you the gross profit on the work those people did. If you can see that, now you can start to be able to look at how much does it really cost me to deliver on the work that I do? And that's what you need to make data-driven pricing decisions. You need to really have fully loaded costs to serve each job, cost of goods sold. And that's the reason why on Shark Tank, all the sharks always ask, how much do you sell it for and how much does it cost you? Because the way you get to net income is you have to generate enough gross profit to cover your overhead and to generate a profit. And the way you do that is you look at how much overhead do I have? How much fixed costs that 
what's your nut? What's just to turn the lights on? I got rent and insurance. I got to pay an accountant. I got maybe a, you know, a lawyer, you know, whatever those below the line costs that are all indirect, right? Above the line is direct. This is what the customer directly paid for. Below the line, your overhead is indirect. It's not what the customer paid for. And so how much is that? Then you, per year, let's say it's a million dollars. And then you go up to you, uh, your gross profit and you say, okay, how many units are we gonna do next year? A unit is whatever appears on an invoice. Okay. Let's say, let's say that your, um, your co- commercial construction, it's you know, how many jobs have we got, right? I'm gonna bill you for this job. So you look at how many jobs and let's say I got a thousand jobs. I got to write down my, my, my numbers to make sure. That means that on every job, you have to make enough gross profit to cover its share of the overhead and then generate your target profit. So if you got a million dollars of overhead, you got a thousand jobs, you have to have each job, you have a thousand dollars worth of overhead. If you want to make a million dollars worth of profit, you need another thousand dollars on every job in order for the end of the year, your profits to add up to a million bucks. Okay. It's math, right? Right. And, and that's why we learned math in the sixth grade. <laughs> and, and what's fascinating though is if you put the profits first, if you say, okay, I'm a $6 million business, that's our kind of our average size client, and they, uh, I want to make t- a 15% profit, that's $900,000, or $900,000, let's round it to a million bucks, right? Like the example. So on every job, you have to see what is the above the line cost. You have to then work backwards from that to price it so that you add $1,000 of overhead and you add $1,000 of profit. If you do that on every job, if you put the profit first, then you'll hit your million dollars in profits or 100,000 in profits or 10,000 in profits, just whatever the math is. And a lot of people then say, okay, sure, Steve, that's easy, uh, but it's a competitive market. I can't just go and add a zero to my bill. And so this is where sales comes in and marketing, right? You're, this is why you can't operate from a position of fear. Okay. If, you, if, you, if you get the right mindset, I do a, I do a Christ, I'm doing a webinar. Um, uh, it's got five steps to weather the storm, right? What do you do to get through this tough next year we're going to have? Step one is get the right mindset. You have to come at whatever you're tackling with, a feeling of abundance, even if you have to make it up, because that's what will create abundance. If you're not strapped to a ventilator, your health is your wealth, right? I'm alive. I can go to work today. All right, let's kill it. Let's get better during this next year. So that's the first thing. The second part of step one is get the data. So Cash flow forecast is the most important data you should have because there's three reasons why businesses fail. They fail because of cash flow. They fail because of cash flow. They fail because of cash flow, right? <laughs> right. So, so we uh, give our clients a 13-week cash flow. We have a template that we created where you can – we download the receivables from QuickBooks. We download the payables into Excel. And then we just suck this into this template. And all you have to do is go in and enter 1 through 13. What week are you going to collect on those receivables? And then 1 through 13, what week are you going to pay the bills? And if you're not going to pay somebody – leave it blank. And then it summarizes all the collections of your, 
customer receivables, all the pay outflows of when you're going to pay the payables, and it goes to an Excel template. So any bookkeeper can easily go in and add other sources of funds, like I'm going to get a deposit from a check from a from a customer, or I'm going to I'm going to the bank. I can borrow thirty thousand dollars from the line of credit, and then at the bottom you enter in all your uses of funds. I'm going to pay back the line of credit. I'm going to pay off some credit card, or I'm going to pay payroll. That's not stuff that's not included in payables. And then you can see in red for the next 13 weeks, do I have any problems? Because because survival and success is about being able to anticipate problems, have a dashboard to see what's coming in the future, and our cash flow forecast is the most important of those if you're trying to understand how to sleep better at night. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. So it sounds like you're, you're offering a really strong framework for um, construction companies to be able to better position their business and, and to ensure that profitability from their jobs. Are there any other strategies that, that, that you can offer um, that might help them to not just survive, but thrive going into the next several months um, as, as we're still trying to get out of this recessionary period. Yeah, yeah. I think the most important thing is to, as we do, is we help you make data-driven decisions. So we talked about pricing, you know, giving you reports that show you profit and loss by job with the sorted by the gross profit percentage with the worst 15% clients at the top so that you can dig into the details of the above the line cost and figure out what did I miss in my pricing model? And I'll tell you what you, most people miss. Project management, quality control, client interaction. It's that hour discussion in the parking lot, you know, talking about you got to build that into your bid. And then what happens is when you have the details, when you can visually and see exactly all of the line items of what it costs to deliver real high quality services, people are happy to pay a premium for quality work. You just have to be able to show them the value that differentiates you. you it's the project managers. You've taken the time to include in my bid the fact that we're going to need some quality control and you and I are going to spend some time and that's money well spent. My competition hasn't been around for 26 years. They haven't learned the hard way that if you don't budget for the amount of time for us to do the project management, the quality control, you're going to have problems down the road. So we're going to save you a lot of time, money, and aggravation. That's just being a good salesperson. What's your value? What's unique about your selling proposition? You know, how many years have you been in business? What's the quality of your leadership management, quality control, materials, whatever it is? You show them that's why you're worth spending more and people are happy to spend more if, they're, if it lowers their risk because we, we buy from avoiding pain. <laughs> Absolutely, I know that I certainly do. Uh, looking at cloud-based technologies such as what you're describing um, and, and data-driven decisions, obviously uh, these types of cloud-based platforms can offer a lot of opportunities for contractors to better, get a better handle on their, the, the types of um, costs involved in managing their projects. What do you see as the opportunities long-term for contractors adopting this technology and also the, the potential for them to be able to take advantage of this, these um, platforms to be able to grow their business long-term? 
Becky, that's such a great question because, you know, we're at a, a critical stage right now. The pandemic has actually accelerated a move towards automating the entire bookkeeping and accounting clerical functions. And most small business owners are not taking advantage of what we call the smart back office. And the smart back office is a team and a technology. So you get, you know, uh, a custom integration of tools that will help you get that data and your staff get trained on how to use them. And then our staff who are already trained are there to support them and guide them for the rest of your business life. You know, we have a client for life strategy because we help people grow their profits and they're like, yay, I'm never leaving you ever again. So the technologies are, are, are all about the different functions like bill payment. If you're bill.com is a tool that changes, is changing the whole world. You know, most people think they're being really smart because they're paying their bills through their bank. They're not writing checks anymore. So at least you're not sticking a stamp on an envelope, but that's, that's rip ripe with risk of fraud. Very few of the banks have multi-layer approval. And the fraud, right now, desperate times create desperate people. We're going to face some desperate people in the next 18 months. And so we recommend bill.com because it all syncs with your accounting system, but it's got scanned images attached to it. So while you're paying your bills, which I typically do while I'm stopped at a red light, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, because it's that easy. And it gives me that dopamine charge of, well, yeah, good. I'm happy to pay these three bills. And I can see exactly what it is. And I can also see what account it was charged to. I can see, uh, is it, it, was it billed to a customer? I can see, did a manager approve it? And did they write notes? And um, I can better manage my cash flow because I could say, okay, I can't pay that until a week from Thursday, but I can schedule it right now at the traffic light and not have to worry about it again. So bill.com is one of them. Uh, we also like, uh, the other big thing is, is how you do your payroll. You want to you wanna allocate your labor costs, which is typically the single biggest expense, you know, about 50, 55%. Materials, of course, can be higher if you have bigger jobs, but labor is the biggest discretionary expense, right? Right. And, and if you can allocate your labor above the line and below the line and to a customer or a job, every time you run payroll, now you've got those actionable financial reports without having to pay a bookkeeper to run spreadsheets and allocate labor based on time. The secret is the time tracking. You have to make everyone track their time. And, if, and, and QuickBooks Online um, has great open API. So, you know, there are importer tools that are easy to take time out of a custom solution and into QuickBooks Online. The desktop has the same kind of functionality. It's a little bit more work, um, but we are big fans of QuickBooks Online because um, the Intuit is moving from being a general ledger for small businesses to being an ecosystem. So when you've got time, time sheets uh, and, and, and payroll, you know, we're a partner with Insperity Payroll. Uh, they're an outsourced HR company. They do more than payroll. They do the, out, the full human capital strategy. But by, you can suck time and suck payroll in and then allocate where people's labor costs go based on how they filled out the timesheets. And if you, when you see that labor cost, you can now see the profitability of the work that people do because 
We have billing by customer by job. We can now see profitability by customer by job, profitability by service or item, profitability by team, which people did the work. You can tag that customer based on all the other decisions you're trying to make. Like if marketing's trying to figure out what industry to go after, we'll add an industry field to the customer record. And now you can see profitability by industry, by sales rep, by marketing campaign, by any decision you're trying to make. And it's all available you know, on your phone and on your iPad. And it, and it really just sounds like all, it all comes together to give you so much more visibility into your cost structure and how every aspect of your operation impacts the final results and the costs and the profitability that goes into it. Exactly. And, and you know, I, 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 I you know, still run my company with my spidey sense, <laughs> but, but I back it all up with data. Does my, is my gut right? And you'd be amazed how many times it's not. I just, you know, we have a chief outsiders as one of our clients, our marketing agency. So we only do project-based service businesses and nonprofits. And so he wanted to, he got a bill from one of his uh, sponsorships for $100,000 in January. And he, and he sent us an email saying, I, on partnership, we gave out, we distributed all the cash to all the partners at, in, at Christmas. I don't have $100,000 in the bank, so I'm going to pass on this bill. But I just thought I'd ask, do you guys know how much revenue I got from that sponsorship? And we emailed him back and said, yes, but you're asking the wrong question. Okay. You what is the want. right question? <laughs> how much profit did I make? It's not how much you earn, it's how much you keep. And right. so... And so by adding a, a field in QuickBooks that just said lead source, we were able to go through it with, with him and all of his, his chief marketing officers and identify what, where did each customer come from. And that sponsorship was four times more valuable, more profitable than anything else he had done. The next one he did was four, one quarter of the return. He's like, oh my God, I almost didn't do this. My gut told me it's just not the right time. So that's why the data-driven decisions are so critical. Your guts not, cannot be by itself what you run the company on. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that this is an industry, the construction industry is a very gut-driven industry. And so it sounds like there are definitely opportunities to improve upon that process, um, yeah. utilizing data-driven decision-making. Stephen, you've given some great information, great tips on how to move a business towards greater profitability long-term. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that you think might help the, the construction um, business owners to be able to become more profitable or to better manage their operations going forward, um, getting out of this recession? Yeah, um, we've got a webinar on our website. It's growthforce.com. And uh, it's the five decisions that every business owner should make right now. And, and I mentioned step one. I'll tell you what they are. Step okay. one is get the right mindset, right? Get, you know, find a way when your feet hit the ground to say it's going to be a good day and, and I, ha I have everything I need. And put that energy out there to the universe. Get data then to back up your instincts. That's step one. Step two is get control of cash. You've got a cash flow forecasting model. We show you how that works. What are the three Fs of good collections? How do you automate billing and collections and bill payment? And what are the rules that your bookkeeper should be following right now, especially uh, the, the legal terms to your, your, your credit memo, your attachment to your contract? Step three is, okay, if you have to make cuts, 
start with overhead, start with below the line. And how do you go about making those cuts or changing fixed costs into variable by leveraging outsourcing? Step four is above the line costs. Who are your most valuable people and who are the least valuable people across the entire organization? The best sales reps, the best service people, the best everything. And then how do you, um, how do, step five is how do you sharpen the saw? How do you get stronger? What are the steps you can take right now to get better in the next year? And that's where I talk about the human capital side, the people side, and how you integrate financial management with human capital by creating clear written goals and cascading those goals down from the company to the department and to the team so that they can see exactly what success is and then report against actual results against those goals. You'll start getting people to act like owners, to start giving you discretionary effort. If they understand their role in their team, Harvard did a landmark case study, they won't let the team down. So it's a really interesting uh, workshop. Well, I think that it sounds like a great uh, source of even more in insightful information. Um, how, how can people access that? Sure. Our website is www.growthforce.com. That's G-R-O-W-T-H force.com. Uh, you can always email me. I love hearing from business owners about what their challenges are. It's Stephen with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N at growthforce.com. I'm also on LinkedIn at Stephen King CPA. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Stephen King at Growth Force for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.